shouting like a madman, looked like Mr. Clean. The next thing he said was, Slime in the ice machine. I said, Slime in the ice machine. He said, Slime in the ice machine. He said, Filthy utensils and roaches on the floor, small food in the freezer, mouse droppings by the door, and Slime in the ice machine. Slime in the ice machine. He said, Slime in the ice machine. Hey everybody, it is May 5th, 2022, and this week, the H stands for hell, because this is the finale of the show, and I ran out of puns. But yeah, so this is the final episode of the H's for hell, and uh, of course, in typical irrelevant fashion, I'm going to start by wrapping up the gamblers. Uh, really more like, I haven't watched any of it because I didn't, I don't care, I'm sorry, I'll just be honest, it's not for me. I'm going to maybe give the XFL a try next spring, but I just, this is just not for me. I have some kind of white hair on me. I don't know. Anyway, they're one and two. Who gives a shit? Uh, the only thing I really wanted to comment on was, you know, uh, if you didn't listen to the uh, the episode with D.R. Lewis, they're all playing in Alabama and they just, you know, are essentially like the New Jersey Generals in name only. And I'm like, that's just weird. Like, what is the appeal of that? when they could have just gone with some kind of, you know, they could have been the generals or the gamblers or whatever. Uh, And really, once I looked a little deeper into it, because my first assumption was gamblers, you know, this whole thing was just a big apparatus for gambling. But really, it's it's like a reality TV show angle, honestly. Like, it seems like that's kind of like they want everything to be, uh, what's that? I don't ever watch it. Uh, That's bad. I cannot remember the name of the, uh, in the preseason where they like follow an NFL team. Uh, they, I never, I never really cared about it either way. But yeah, it, it, it has that vibe where it's like this. Oh, this whole thing is just manufactured drama to sell a reality show. That's like the behind the scenes of it. Uh, I mean, maybe that appeals to some people. Doesn't appeal to me. So, uh, and then as far as the other Houston things, I guess we'd have to talk about the Houston SaberCats. Uh, haven't really been following them. We have the un. The, the potential NFL t- NHL team in the future. Uh, we already talked about the rise and the fall of the Comets. So really to wrap up the H's for hell, uh, yeah, and then UT, you know, the two main things I follow with UT basketball and football were in like kind of the absolute no zone of it. So really the, la- the only thing left to do is to talk about the Astros and the Rockets and the Texans. And so this is it. This is the final roundup. Who do I want to go with first? Uh, you know what? We're going to go with the Rockets first. So as far as the Rockets themselves are concerned, they're obviously balls deep in a rebuild. Uh, they, they did improve this past season from the season before that. They won, I think, five or six more games. You know, they've got some young talent. Uh, they, they got a coach that looks like they're willing to work with and give him a little time and patience. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think the future's that bleak for the Rockets, uh, but definitely not going to be anytime soon. Now, Part of the reason that we talked about, you know, part of the reason that I even started the show was when everything was going wrong in Houston sports. One of the things that spearheaded that was James Harden leaving in January of 2021 to go to the, uh, I almost called him the New Jersey Nets, to go to the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, so I kind of was just going to touch on him. And it does kind of tie back in with the Rockets, where I've seen how Harden has performed against, uh, or excuse me, has performed as a, a, a net, even though I know he was injured a lot of those playoffs last year. And I'm seeing how he's performing now against the uh, the Heat. 
and I know he doesn't have Joel Embiid. I know they're missing some parts, and, and there is some like there's some val- validity in those excuses, but seeing his lackluster performance in both of these playoffs with two different teams, uh, which you know that was like he was worried about moving from the Nets to the Philly uh, to the Phillies from the Nets to the Sixers because he was like it'd be a bad look, and it's like yeah, it is a bad look. I mean, it looks like you just give up on teams the moment you can't get the ring. Uh, but anyway, looking at that and then thinking back on like how frustrating it was to always run into the Warriors, like that was kind of why that era, the Harden era Rockets never made it to a championship was they couldn't ever get through the Warriors. But really, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, even if they could get through the Warriors, would they have gotten through LeBron? Would they have gotten through the Cle- that, that era Cleveland Cavaliers? I don't know. I've even heard some people make the argument that, yeah, that it whether the Warriors or the Rockets went, they were always going to, the West was going to be the one that took most of those. But anyway, looking at his performance now and then looking at that kind of cast doubt on, I don't think we ever, I don't think he ever, I don't think he had it in him because the only time he's been in the championship was when he was uh, with OKC as part of the OK3 and he wasn't a leader on that team. You know, he was still a, a supporting cast guy. So I thought, you know, uh, even if he stayed with the Rockets, I don't think it was ever going to happen. So maybe this was for the best. I had even kind of made that argument the moment he showed up like fat to training camp and obviously didn't care. I was like, just get rid of him. Let's just get this process started. So anyway, am I still a Rockets fan? Oh, of course, 100%. Always going to watch no matter what. Astros will be next. Astros, as of this morning, are 14-11, and 11, and they're second in their division behind the Angels which uh, they had a very discouraging kind of first 10% of the season. But Bobby actually sent me a thing that statistically the Astros, this era of the Astros have always done really bad in like April. And it takes them kind of, they got to start getting the gears turning in May. So uh, that's, we're kind of seeing that right now. Uh, They're coming up to the, you know, chasing the Angels. And I just don't have a lot of faith the Angels are going to be an all-season team because they always start out hot. And then Trout's going to get hurt or Otani's going to get hurt or something's going to happen. So either way, I think the Astros are playoff bound, knock on wood. Uh, with the ex- even without the expanded playoffs, I think they're probably they were probably playoff bound. Uh, and it's going to be a fun season. You know, it's fun baseball when I can watch it. You've all heard me bitch about that. But uh, kind of the final thing with the Astros to talk about is the letter that came out with the Yankees. Now I'm not going to get into the details of what it said and in the story, because if you're listening to this, you're, you you know what I'm referencing. The letter that had to get sealed that essentially said that the Yankees were also caught up in a, their own cheating scandal in the uh, 2015-16 or 14-15 seasons. I can't remember. And honestly, it wasn't going to change anybody's needle on anything. No matter what it said, people who supported the Yankee side of things were going to support them. The people who hate the Astros were going to support them, and the Dodgers were going to hate everybody. So... Even when it was going to come out, I was like, it's not really going to matter. And, of course, I'm biased. Like, it's hard for me to look at it objectively because I'm an Astros fan. But when I really look at it, I'm just, I just don't see the difference. Is it, you know, the di- the difference in technology f- using the replay, play, you know, it's like it's an abuse of the technology. And was the Astros system intricate, you know, and uh, had a lot of, like, uh, effort put into it? Yes, but you look at the what the Yankees were doing, and again, it I just don't see the difference. But it's a moot point because, like I said, it didn't change anybody's mind. And honestly, like, with the exception of it's going to be a meme forever, it's going to follow Altuve everywhere he goes till the end of time, uh, especially when he's in New York, It it's over. It's done. 
Like, we've moved past it. The people who don't consider the 2017 World Series legitimate are always going to consider it illegitimate. Uh, the people who consider the 2020, you know, Dodgers World Series legitimate or illegitimate are always going to think that. You know, I think we're just past it. And, I mean, there could be some case where it's like, the, that. those were years that the Astros beat the Yankees, too. You know, like, anyway... I think we're kind of back where we started on that. And that's kind of what I predicted when we first started the H's for Hell. As I said, Astros fans just kind of have to eat shit for a season or two. People are going to forget. People are going to move on. There's, uh, I think there might even be less now, but there was only like four or five people even left from it. Long term, the only person who's going to be around forever is probably going to be Altuve. He'll probably be the only one that's like, that remains from that 2017 roster. And, uh, yeah, so... It's 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 just fun to watch them play some exciting baseball, and uh, it's going to be a good year because our division is very competitive. And uh, yeah, so last one, and that concludes our Astros coverage. Now, am I going to be an Astros fan still? Of course, yes. I survived the science dealing scandal, and I'm still a fan. I survived the 300 lost seasons in a row, and I you know I survived the fallout from. Well, I guess that was the fallout from the Killer Bees era ending. Trust me. I'm good with the Astros. Why do I bring that up? Because the last thing we have to talk about is the Texans. And I found myself looking at the draft. I didn't watch the draft. I don't really care about the draft, honestly. Like, you know, pre-doing the H's for hell, I, do, I, I really don't give a shit. And I noticed that the, 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 the main thing that really stood out to me was they had nine picks. The Texans had nine picks. And next year, they have 11. And it made me kind of disheartened because it doesn't matter. You could have 100 picks. They could have everyone in the first round, and they're, they're going to mismanage it because it's 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 a high-level issue. It's it's not even the coaching and that stuff. It's, it's ownership. It's the culture. It's the hiring decisions, the personnel stuff on that side. Yeah, it, 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 the, the thing I wrote, like the example I wrote down was it's like I could give you prime ingre- food ingredients, but if I give it to a chimpanzee in a chef's hat, you know, it, it, it's, it's not going to matter. And that's where we're at with the Texans. And it made me really question my fandom as I have over and over again on this show because it was like, there's nothing to be excited about. And I hear, you know, you hear like, you hear them talk about like, oh, they love loyal fans because they don't have to try. And they know the fans will always go and they'll always buy. And um, I'm, I'm tired of it. And I think I have this past season, ironically, when I was doing the ages for hell, I actually watched even less Texans. Uh, the I realized that when it comes to football, I love watching it with people, like going to a bar and watching it. I love watching UT Longhorns football. But when it comes to just having NFL football on in my house when I'm at home, I, I mean, it's background noise. I'm going to watch it casually. I love Sunday night football. I'm always probably going to watch that. What I'm getting at is, is this this show may have made me not care about the Texans anymore. It may have made me be like, whatever. I don't want to cheer for them. Um, and I, yeah. So, am I? I just, yeah. It's just learning, kind of, even how bad everything is on on the side. And, and the Watson thing is gonna. It bought them time because everybody is gonna forget how bad things were before the Watson accusations came out. And that just made things worse. And it's like, now that Watson's gone, it's kind of like, good, he's gone. But it's far from, you know, being good. So, you know, I mean, I talk a big game, and I'm sure I'll still watch Texans games if I'm with somebody or I'm invited to a thing or whatever. But 
uh, yeah, I can I can see my fandom has has fallen. I am a, what are those people called who get kicked out of a religion? Not excommunicated, because that's you get kicked out of a religion, but it's like being in a, a heretic, something like that. Anyway, the H is for heretic. That is what I will be called. That's a little dramatic for a sports team. But anyway, everybody who has followed this endeavor for the past year or so, thank you. Really appreciate it. If you somehow discovered me through the H's for Hell, uh, of course, this is the final episode, so I'm not going to be continuing this, but you can find me every week, every Wednesday on the No Redeeming Qualities podcast. Again, by now you probably are familiar with it, but if, you, you know, if you're you going to miss me, find me in rqpodcast.com, No Redeeming Qualities, anywhere that's found. I've also done you know scripted material. You can find that. Most of you are probably on the YouTube, the Gamagator YouTube. Scroll around there. You'll find all kinds of crap if you want to stay in touch with me. And I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash nrqpodcast with all kinds of goodies incentives on there. So if you like what I'm doing and uh, you want to support me in you know the other endeavors, then uh, you know go on over there. But you know I'm just happy to have you as a follower. Now, uh, yeah, I... Uh, I don't know. I'm bad with goodbyes, but I'm gonna. Am I gonna break down and cry? No, I am a bad fake crier. I can't even pretend to fake cry. Uh, yeah. Um, God, it was something I had to tell you, and I'm gonna end the show and be like, "Oh crap, you forgot to mention that thing," and the show is over. But it doesn't matter anyway. Oh yeah, I remember the future of the H's for Hell. You've probably heard me mention it before that this could come back. I I don't want to use the term serious finale because that implies I'll never come back to this but you know i'm going to keep the ages for hell as one of my properties i may bring it back uh you know as a daily thing it could come back as a written thing it come back as only a video it could be only and you know i have no idea what it would be but i'm going to keep like the ages for hell property because dr lewis made fun of me you know he was like he worked backwards you had the good you had the idea and then you like built a show around it so why not do it again and uh, speaking of dr lewis make sure to check out speaking for sport if you're listening to me on the podcast feed you already know who that is but uh, go give them a listen. They're good guys when they come back from their uh, hiatus, however you want to call it. So anyway, I hope you guys have a good forever. Go Rockets. Go Astros. I guess go Texans, reluctantly. And most importantly, um, never forget that the H is for hell. Like what you heard? Check out more at nrqpodcast.com. Gamma Gator Productions. <laughs>